Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for Friday, March 24th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney, and happy Friday to you. I hope your morning is off to a great start. Now, like we do every day, let's go ahead and start the show by talking about what's new in industrial automation. And first up, we have a press release from Festo, and this is about a demo they had up at Hanover Mies, the show over there. And um, this is a, a demo showing how their systems were used to automate the growing of algae. And this algae consumes 20 times the CO2 as a, like a regular plant would, right? So uh, the process, they've completely automated it. And I just thought it was so cool. There's so many applications for this. You know, industrial, you can actually make products from algae. And also just think about if you had a, like a moon base, right? You could actually use this to scrub the CO2 out of the ear. So I don't know how practical that is, but the sci-fi guy in me thinks, well, that might be pretty cool. So the article, uh, on the other hand, is very practical and uh, really goes through why they did this, the practical uses of it, and so on. So I did want to share this with you. And there's some great pictures of this just gorgeous uh, trade show demo here right on their own site. So great job, Festo. It looks awesome and very interesting uh, trade show demo. From there, we go to a product announcement um, from ISA on their website, automation.com. And this is on an IDEC Safety Commander product. Now, this was not on IDEC's site, so I don't know if this is a paid placement or if it's actually a really a new product, but it was really cool. I wanted to share it with you. It's called the IDEC Safety Commander. Now, I think we're all familiar with those HMIs that are in a housing designed to be held with a tether, you know, and they're drop-proof, shock-proof, and they have a big e-stop on them. Um, what this, though, what IDEC did is they made one that can take any type of tablet. So a lot of robotic companies... Um, provide a tablet with their software on it so you can program their robot. And I know nearly every HMI company now supports HTML5, so in, and some PLCs do too, so that you can access graphics and charts and buttons on the HMI, that really the HMI screens, on a just an HTML5 browser, which you can get on any tablet, really. So in any case, I wanted to share this with you because this is really cool. I thought it was a, a great solution. I actually reached out to him and said, hey, can you come on the product and technology show and talk to us about this? But let me go to the um, actual site itself. You can see here this video on the product page. This is actually a very good video. And then if we come down here, you can see all my questions were answered in the video or in these pictures. The one thing I would say about this, though, is if this was me, I would want to get some rubber corners to protect or some kind of protective case from my tablet because if you're using a commercial tablet and you drop it on the corner on concrete, it will definitely break, right? So in any case, just wanted to share that. But you can see the connections here. You can see just so much of, you know, there's a button in the back that you can make them hold in the middle to make sure that uh, that they haven't squeezed it tight or let go of it to uh, allow the system to operate and so on. So just think it's a very interesting product and I wanted to share that with you this morning. From there, we go over to an excellent blog from, by Excita. I actually posted about this on LinkedIn this morning. Um, you know, we had ISA on to talk about IEC 62443, which is also, if I remember correctly, also ISA 62443, right? And so that said, we kind of got an overview of what the specification is and it has to do about security, right? Cybersecurity. Now, what they did in this article, though, is Excita actually um, goes into it even deeper, right? And they talk about, is this good for industrial IoT devices? 
and they really talk about it in depth. They actually have part of and are part of the, the standards panel that actually works on 62443. And I just thought it was excellent, really in depth. And uh, in any case, if you're following cybersecurity, you'll probably want to check out this article. From there, we go over to a new article from uh, Software Toolbox, which I thought was really good. If you're using Top Server, check this out. Now, you know, as somebody who's used HMI and SCADA and PLCs for since 1990, um, you know, I know, and I know you know, that trying to create thousands and thousands of tags by hand, no way, right? We don't do that. Not in the age of Excel and Windows, right? So in any case, um, what we what what they do in this article is if you're a top server user, they show you different ways you can bulk generate tags. You can auto-generate them. You can import and export them or whatnot. So in any case, I think it's very helpful if you do have top server and you're using it, you'll probably want to um, make a bookmark of this article because it does a really good job of going through it. From there, we go over to an article from DigiKey. This is a little off topic, but uh, recently... Um, ProSoft sent me in the ANX4. Now, I haven't released the uh, podcast on that yet. Um, that may be coming out in a week or two. It's hard to remember the schedule. But in any case, um, when they sent me that demo, right, to use in future shows, um, it came with a, a power supply to plug into the wall, right? It was a demo unit. And so that power supply was made to be global, to work globally. And it came with what I've been seeing in a lot of these new global uh, products is that they had easy to switch out blades right so of course i'm the us one isn't here because i'm uh, using it right so in any case that's kind of what this article targets and um you know the all the different we're probably not going to see any universal adaptation of one generating system for decades right so you know some people are 50 hertz some people are 60 hertz but even beyond that look at all the different plug styles there are out there right all kinds of different places like Italy and Israel and Central Europe. And, you know, you have uh, some of these uh, some of these places I don't even know. Denmark, Germany, or Great Britain, I'm sorry. So there's just so many different ones out there that um, I really like that they're getting away from these type of converters, right, which are bulky and, and uh, you look, at, look at how big these things are, and go into this style here. So that's what the article's about. I really want to endorse it. If you work for a company that makes products that have these type of power packs, definitely consider, uh, please consider going to the new style here that they're talking about in this article. From there we go over to, this is a great article from WWT about what is chat GPT. Um, what's different about this is they really dive into it a little bit deeper than other articles I've read. This is great because I, I hear a lot of non-technical people talking about this, right? So, um, this is a great article, but they also talk about competitors to chat GPT and what they're good for and what some are better at and what some are worse at and so on. So I thought it was a great article. I wanted to share it with you in case some non-technical people around you are talking about chat GPT and you want to get up to speed on it. From there, it's Friday and I wanted to share this fun story. I mentioned this a week or two ago, but this is over at the PLC Next uh uh, technology site, and this is part of their Beehive uh, program. And it's just a fun uh, fun article about 10 fun facts about bees. I really enjoyed it. It's something you can share with family and friends as well. So um, in any case, uh, thank you, uh, PLC Next folks, for putting that together. Uh, from there, I want to just say a thank you to our sponsor. Siemens has sponsored a whole month of shows. And I really just want to say thank you to them. And also, 
Um, they're not just sponsoring the show. They also sent us a whole box of giveaways to give away. So we're running a contest here. I hope I have enough giveaways to give everybody who enters this form even once something, right? Um, so with that said, um, you can enter this form in once a day, every work day that we have a show. Uh, you will need to know what the contest keyword is. This is how we avoid having just random people on you know, the internet uh, try to take some of these Siemens prizes that I want to give to you guys, right? And so with that said, today's contest keyword is Psytrans. Now, if you're driving, trans stands for transmitter, okay? So uh, in any case, SI for Siemens and then trans, okay? Short for transmitter. I don't even know why I have to even say these things, but in any case, um, if you uh, if you are driving, don't worry about all, you know if it's all caps or mixed case or whatever. We're not. This is not a gotcha campaign, right? So that is today's uh, contest keyword. And hey, thank you everybody who's been sending in your forms. I see them every day. I have a folder. I put all the contest entries in, and I really appreciate you guys for doing that. Um, in any case, if you are talking the Siemens, anybody out there talking the Siemens, tell them thank you. Not only for sponsoring the show but for run, uh, giving us stuff, stuff to run the contest with. Really, really appreciate it. Now, if you're talking to other vendors out there, tell them to contact me about sponsoring the show. I really want to turn this into a industrial automation news and how-to channel, you know, like a news channel, like, right? Like uh, we know all the, the regular news media, right? So I'd really like to turn this into a, a, a channel that we have multiple new videos every day. It, it's It's difficult trying to get two videos out every day. Um, and so we would need more staff, of course, if we're going to do multiple videos every day. But I really like to do that. I would really like to expand this from just being a, a news roundup to being actually a news show. And I'd like to have, like, um, be pre-recording, like, sh- hits with different vendors, like maybe that iDeck vendor. Maybe we do a five-minute hit with them just to kind of walk through the, the presentation and to kind of do three or four of those every day for the show would require a lot more people, right, than just me. So in any case, please ask your industrial automation vendors to consider sponsoring Independent Industrial Automation News, where we actually cover the news and new products, and we're not just a place where people sponsor things and, you know, everything we're showing you is just sponsored content, right? We want to be totally independent and really just bring you what's new from all industrial automation vendors, and then you decide which ones you want to buy. So in any case, I really appreciate that, guys. Um, with that, I want to go over to, uh, uh, this is an application story. It was actually listed as a press release, but I put it in the application story area because I thought it was a really cool application. Um, this is Festo talking about their Festo AX program, which is AI-based, and it's actually a condition monitoring. Um, and what they do here is using their products, they record what an uh, optimal system should look like. This is This particular application is entire manufacturing. And uh, what they do is they, they record what good a good st- a system is. And then anytime the system deviates from that, right, a cycle deviates from that, they s- automatically generate you, um, you know, notices letting you know what's going on. And they use AI to try to, you know, map everything up. And uh, I just thought it was very interesting. I thought um, it's, uh, it sounds like a great product. And the application was also interesting as well. From there, we go over to another application story. This one talks about... AI visual inspection in electronics. Now, in this case, it's not what I thought originally. It's actually in this uh, facility, they have to do visual inspections of every part, right? But it's tough benchmarking and calculating the uh, cycle times of each visual inspection because it's not a machine just spitting out a part, right? 
And so what they used to do is that you'd have somebody go to each plant for, you know, for an hour every day and uh, just, you know, kind of make notes on each person. And, you know, all right, it took, uh, you know, a minute to inspect that pot. It took two minutes to inspect that pot and so on. And, uh, you know, that's not very automated and that's not very, you know, 21st century, right? So in any case, um, with this system, with their Advantech computer and this other company's system, they were able to put cameras in and use uh, some software to actually, you know, track the people and learn what an inspection process is. You know, the person picks something up, they look at it under a microscope, and then they put it on the uh, good tray or the bad tray. And uh, that equals one cycle. And now they're able to get cycle times and understand, hey, if we did not inspect, you know, let's say we're supposed to inspect, I don't know, a thousand pieces and we didn't, well, why did that happen? And maybe they'll find out that two of the people called in sick and therefore two cells weren't doing any inspection, right? So in any case, I thought it was a very interesting article. They had another one that talked about uh, doing, um, using AI and using vision cameras to do optical inspection. And um, they kind of go through some of the things that um, where, you know, the cycle time and repeatability and training of people um, can be can be uh, difficult to do, especially with a lot of people retiring, the great resignation and all of that. So I thought this was a good article as well. From there, I want to go over to our product spotlight for today. And today we're spotlighting our video collection, over 280 videos, over 29 hours of video. This is the Automation Minute Seasons one, two, three, and four, plus the automation show season one. And um, if you get the physical edition, which you can see on the screen here, uh, includes a USB stick. This one's sealed. I'll probably end up giving this one away in a future contest. But in any case, um, that comes with a printed, a color printed list of every single video. This is also on the USB as a digital uh, PDF. And so, you know, if you, if you, uh, you know, just looking for MicroLogix or ControlLogix or Siemens, you'll know which videos are what. Um, this is available for just $35. Uh, a large portion portion of the proceeds go to right to us because we authored it. Um, there is a, a quite a bit of cost to uh, to make this and ship it to you. But uh, for 35 bucks, you can get a lifetime copy of this. If you want, just stick it into your uh, your computer and then access it anywhere on your home network. Or if you have a Plex server, I use Plex server. I have all my movies uh, ripped to... Uh, ripped uh, to a server and uh, you could just copy the contents of the USB to your Plex server and then watch the videos anywhere in the world on your Plex app. But in any case, if you, uh, if you did want to just do the digital thing, we do offer it for $30 di uh, via digital download. Um, it's a collection of 287 videos. You can watch them all anytime from anywhere using their, uh, their app. We got, we have a, a third party service that hosts it and sells it for us. And, um, they have a great app. They, their apps on every platform, including gaming consoles. Plus, they, they allow you to download it, too. So you can completely download it. So if there's only 50 of them that you want to carry around with you offline, you could download those 50 files and just keep them on your device offline. So that is a great way to support our uh, channel, our website, and our uh, business. And um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I do hope in the future to do a, a second collection. And we'll do... Uh, I don't know if we'll do, maybe we'll do the morning show if you guys think that would make sense. But we have another season of the automation show, the automation minute. We have the automation Q and A's. We had ATTs, automation tech tips. So we will do, uh, we'll want to do, uh, when we get enough to fill up a USB stick, we'll want to do a second collection. But this first collection is uh, available today. And from there, oh, one more thing before I change topics. 
You can find out all about that video collection and actually links to buy it at theautomationblog.com forward slash TAB1 for tab one. That's our first collection. And from there, we're going to go over to our first video pick of the day. And this is a video I released. It didn't, I wasn't able to get it out yet last night, but I got it out this morning. It's my first look at Red Lion's NT5000 switch. Uh, as you uh, may know, Red Lion sent me a sample and I uh, unboxed it and I set it up for the first time. And the video comes in around nine minutes. I was surprised it was so long, but there was a lot to do. And so in any case, um, that video is uh, now up and released on the automation blog and on YouTube and on Rumble. And uh, so you can watch it on either of those locations. And um, I just want to say a huge thanks to Redline. They sponsored it, so it's ad-free, and uh, it helps us offset some of the costs. You may think a nine-minute video doesn't take a long time to do, but it takes hours, hours. It's, it is phenomenal how long it takes to put together a professional video. But in any case, check that out. There's another one I found. It's not brand new, but... As I was looking around at news stories uh, last night, I, f I ran into this video. And uh, this is, I wanted to share it with you. It's a really good video. Now, this is something between Locust Robotics and Berkshire Gray. Now, just, just for the record here, I live in the Berkshires. I can see Mount Greylock out of my front window. Berkshire Gray is not in the Berkshires and nowhere near Mount Greylock. So they're actually in Boston. So let's just get that right off, right off the top here. The, I don't know why they call themselves Berkshire Gray. But in any case, um, here you can see in this video that um, these two companies are working together to do some really cool applications. So here you can see Berkshire Gray's machine. It's taking the items off of the uh, conveyor belt. It's scanning them and it's putting them in the right bin. So, you know, your parts for your, your order might be in that bin and parts for somebody else's orders may be in another. And then you have um, Locust Robotics. They have the AMRs that are going around for the pickers and whatnot and, uh, you know, bringing the products back and forth. So very cool to see these two companies working together. And as yesterday was the first time I saw this video, I wanted to share it with you. And um, no, they're not in the Berkshires. <laughs> in any case, uh, let's go to our pub crawl. Um, this first manual is from Siemens. It's an updated manual on their ultrasonic flow meters. And we also have a new one from Rosemont. This is a quick stock guide on the Rosemont 2110 level switches. And um, I just want to say here that uh, we're no longer going to be um, covering newly uploaded documents that have an old date on them. So I'm seeing a lot of vendors, they'll update like things that have dates of 2022 or 2021 to the website. So it shows up near the top of the list or at the top of the list. And so we're not going to cover those anymore. I just think it's, um, you know, we want to cover brand new publications that just came out, not old publications that have finally made their way to the vendor's website. So I just want to uh, make that notice here on out. If it doesn't have, at least have the same, you know, within at least 30 days of when it shows up on their website, we're not going to cover it. So from there, I'm going to go over to events. There were no new events. I think we covered all the new events coming up for next week. So I wanted to just uh, make a pitch for manufacturing in America. It'll be the first time I'm going. I actually have a little spot somewhere on a mezzanine somewhere where I'll be set up. Uh, there'll be other influencers and content creators there as well. But um, if you sign up using my link at automate.news, I'll get a head count of how many people are coming to say hi, and uh, I will be having a uh, some kind of free giveaway for each one of you. So in any case, but whether you sign up using my link or you sign up using somebody else's, I want to talk to you. Come by and say hi, and uh, I hope to see you guys there. I actually did rent my uh, reserve my rental car so uh, last night, so I'm good to go. Now I just got to spend uh, tomorrow trying to get my uh, 
my uh, updated uh, table skirt and backdrop uh, created and hopefully rushed and, <laughs> and ordered and all that. But in any case, those are my problems. Um, so I hope to see you there at Manufacturing in America, April 12th and or 13th. And from there, we go to a, a community question here. And I wanted to do this one yesterday and I just skipped it. And just because of the way I set it up. So today I put this big gear here. They're kind of remind me I have to do it. And um, the question came in. And it was about somebody who wanted to know, hey, can you explain what working in the automation industry is like and, you know, working with PLCs is like, and is it a stable career to get into? So let's deal with that first. First of all, uh, for any youngsters out there who want to get into uh, automation, um, you know, typically you would go to college for an electrical engineering degree, but a lot of those degrees will not teach you anything about automation. And it's difficult to try to find like a controls engineering degree, um, but some places have them. And uh, if you look at the what they actually cover in the engineering degrees, um, there are places like my old college that actually now teach in their electrical engineering. It's almost all uh, uh, industrial automation. So, you know, there are places you can go to get that. And you don't have to go to one of these really expensive, highfalutin colleges or universities that these uh, these big name vendors like to work with. You can go with a, to a state college and even state community colleges have great automation. Just I know, I'm connected to so many awesome instructors at state uh, colleges that are affordable, as well as uh, community colleges, affordable community colleges that have great automation programs. So just keep that in mind. I know you know they say, oh well, we're this really fancy, you know, hundred grand a year college, and we work with the biggest names in the industry. You don't have to you know ransom your future to go to these places. You'll get as good or better education as an affordable school, right? And uh, don't worry about the brand name they're going to teach you because as I teach in my courses, once you learn one, it's, it's easy to make the, the step to the others, right? As long as you have IEC 611.31-3 as kind of your grounding point, getting from one to the other is not that not that difficult, right? It's like using a different browser, right? They each all have their quirks and do things a little differently, but you know, or using a Microsoft Office versus Open Office, right? you know, or uh, Google Slides versus PowerPoint, right? You, you'll figure it out. They're not that different that you can't, right? So in any case, uh, I just wanted to answer that. Now, there's another way. If you're already, uh, you know, past the age where you could, you know, affordably go to college, you have real-world uh, adult uh, commitments, then uh, there's other ways to get into it. There are tech tr- and trade schools that have nighttime classes. I know a lot of community colleges do nighttime certifications. And... Um, a lot of time people will go to be either a technician or electrician first and then go into the automation world because really, you know, automation requires a good understanding of uh, electricity, right? So, um, you know, you really want to make sure you have that background, right? You don't want to be wiring things up if you don't know how to safely use, you know, electrical products. That said, um, I do know that a lot of people, especially a lot of my customers, start out in plants as electricians or technicians and then move into that controls job because they just they, they, they know the systems and then it's just learning how to program a PLC or an HMI, which is if if you if you're not afraid of programming, if you're somebody who likes to write some code, you know, then uh, and you know who you are, um, then um, yeah, it's not a big deal, right? It's really, it's really not a big jump to go from being a, a technician or electrician. But then, I mean, there are some techs and electricians who never want to write any code, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? You got to know what you like. Um, and there's also a lot of mechanical engineers who end up getting into automation because you know of servos and VFDs and whatnot. So um, there's a lot of different paths to get into uh, P- 
PLCs in the automation industry. I don't, it doesn't really matter which one you come through and how you get there. It really matters that you want to do it, right? So if, if you have, like I, as a kid, I always loved technology and I always loved computers, right? And so electronics and computers and programming, uh, that was everything. You know, I was, I was, you know, elated to spend hours on my VIC-20 or Apple IIe or Atari 2600. You know, I even remember my brother's first digital watch and my first transistor radio and our first VC. I mean, I, I've always been somebody who's loved technology. And so this is a great uh, place for me because we actually use electronics. We do things, right? And we program things. And so if you're like that, then yeah, then I think it would be a good industry for you. I mean, if you just want to program all day, then go develop apps for some company, right? But if you like getting your hands dirty, and, you know, my father is a mechanic. He was a master mechanic for uh, decades before he retired, and so I always like to be hands-on as well. And so, yeah, I think it's a great uh, career for somebody like that. Now, the other question he has was, well, does it pay well? And I say, you know, go to a website like salary.com, you know, and find out how much it pays in your area. I can't tell you how good it pays in your area. I think it's a well-paying career. I really do. And if you are good at it, right, if you enjoy the job and you're good at it, you'll have, always have a job. Now, you have to do continuous learning too, right? So everybody who services vehicles right now, right, the old combustion, internal combustion engine type vehicles that we all know and love, well, a lot of vehicles are coming out uh, with full-blown electric drivetrains, right? So the the wheels are replaced with uh, motors and servos and generators, you know? So, um, and there's a lot of electronics in it, right? So, I mean, those those people who want to continue servicing vehicles, they have to learn new skills. And it's the same thing in automation, right? And, you know, like if you're really good at making a buggy whip, you don't have a very uh, bright future uh, because it's not a growing marketplace, right? But automation, factory automation is definitely a growing, uh, growing place. And we'll see more and more of it, I think, in the near future, at least. Uh, from there... Um, I do want to say, though, that you always want to check Indeed or some kind of other job site um, based on where you live or where you want to live to see if there are jobs in that area. Because just because there's a ton of jobs in, you know, let's say Boston, doesn't mean the same jobs they're hiring in Boston for are going to be in Dallas, right? And vice versa. So in any case, you know, you got to know your local market. Are they looking for controls engineers, PLC guys? If you go on Indeed, you'll find tons of them, right? But some of the places where they're hiring may not be a place where you want to live. So I wanted to point that out too. And so that's today's Q&A. And from there, we go over to our birthdays. And I want to wish you a very happy birthday if today is your birthday. Now, I was wrong yesterday. If you're connected with me and you have your birthday in your uh in your profile, I actually already wished you today a happy birthday today. For some reason, LinkedIn was showing me birthdays two days in advance. So I don't know. I don't know why they messed with perfection. When it's working, why would you change it? But in any case, um, uh, because I already wished everybody who has a birthday today a happy birthday, I figured I'd do tomorrow's birthdays today. So uh, I want to wish uh, David, Naresh, Todd, James, Jonatas, uh, Christoph. Uh, David, Greg, and Tiffany, all happy birthdays. Hope you have a great birthday day tomorrow. Maybe you can celebrate it tonight. But in any case, happy birthday to you all. From there, I just want to uh, remind you that as part of our community section, we always encourage you to send us any news tips you see or any feedback you want using our news tip form. And I also want to uh, tell you about our community site. Um, You can follow for free or you can join up. 
starting at the price of one cup of coffee a month. You get the same benefits whether you do one cup or two cups a month or three cups a month. And I want to thank everybody who does support us over there. We really appreciate it, guys. And, um, you know, you can actually post, you can reply, you can send me messages and whatnot. So thank you, everybody who's over there at automation.locals.com. And from there, just a reminder that every single link I've talked about, including the contest, support, sponsor, shop, training, tip, and all of that, is up here at automate.news. Automate.news. Nothing else. Just automate.news. And if you click on the show link, it'll take you over to all the shows over at the Automation blog. So this is where I post every show. And each show post includes the video with closed captioning, the audio, and then links to every place we send the video or audio file. And with that, I want to thank you all again for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend a little bit with me to talk about what's new in industrial automation. And I want to wish you all a very happy, safe, and healthy day and weekend. And until next time, my friends, peace.